Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We are excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. We're here with Acts chapter 24. Um, Going to break down a little bit of what happens here with Paul, with um, the Jewish leaders, and then this judge that we meet named Felix. Yeah, just to kick it off, one of the things that stuck out to me is um, Paul's getting passed around from political leader to political leader. The Jews are trying to get him imprisoned, and um, the Roman leaders aren't sure what to do with him. And so what stuck out to me in chapter 24 is it's simply a continuation of what happened in chapter 23. In chapter 23, verse 11, Paul is is in a, a bind, and the Lord came and stood near Paul and said, while he's in prison, "'Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem.'" so you must also testify about me in Rome. And what stuck out to me in that verse is that all too often when we come across hard circumstances, our, my first inclination, and maybe yours too, is to pray that God would bring us freedom and deliverance. Like, God, mm-hmm. get me out of this situation. This yeah. sucks big time. Yeah. Where if you look at Paul's perspective and what Paul is, is experiencing here, God is using his current situation Uh, to prepare him for an either greater situation that's to come. Hmm. Now, that might not be exciting, but it's what God's doing. And it provides Paul an opportunity to speak to an even greater audience about Jesus Mm -hmm. and allow the the gospel to be spoken to even more prominent leaders. And so for me, I'm thinking through times in my life where I'm quick to go, God, please change my circumstances or please get me out of this. Mm -hmm. Instead of me praying, God, help me see this as you see it. And what am I to learn here? What are you doing and what are you preparing me for? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's exactly what's happened to Paul here. Mm-hmm. Kind of a light, so on what you just said, kind of a light example of that, just like trials kind of advancing you uh, in life is, I think we processed this before, is like what happens when you pass Algebra 1? It's like, oh, okay, great, you know, you're done, you know, ice cream, celebration, no, actually you're going to come back next year, and you, and because you passed Algebra 1, that was super challenging, you get to try Algebra 2. Yeah. And it's kind of like that in Paul's life, you see just, okay, you're going to come under trial with these people, great, speak Christ, be kind to them, be loving, okay, now you're going to come under trial with these people, speak Christ, and that's kind of what resonated with me in this a little bit was how Paul just, um, he literally calls out the truth from the very beginning so he comes under trial and he just starts kind of debunking because they're making claims about you know how he was defacing the temple and he's starting riots and he's doing this and he's like no actually I haven't been doing any of that and you don't have anything that can prove that I've been doing any of that and then he goes on to say how he was actually collecting for the city while he's been gone and he's only been there for 12 days and so he literally just faces kind of uncomfortable um, conversation scenario, just head on, just not beating around the bush. Um, no, uh, you know, fluffy language. I think, what is that guy's name in verse, verse two, Tertullius? Tertullus. Turtle. 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 <laughs> he, Poor he, guy. Uh, <laughs> talked to his parents about that one. Oh, funny. Um, he just starts talking to the, the judge Felix with a lot of smooth language. You know, you, you've you reigned over us for a long time and blah, blah, blah. He's definitely kissing, kissing some rear there. Yeah, and so I just appreciate that about Paul is that he just kind of comes out and just says, hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm not doing. And so that was, that was good for me to read. And then also um, what stuck out, are we going to move on from this? Or should, well, just in that, just a reminder, like we're teaching our children, the best you can do is tell the truth. 
Right. That's what Paul's doing. His conscience is going to be clear that night when his head hits his pillow yep. or his prison cell, whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I did my best. Mm-hmm. I tried to represent God as best I can. And yep. so the same is true for us. If we're to speak truth, you should have no shame, regret, or guilt. Mm-hmm. You did the best you could. And we trust the Lord will do what he wants with the opportunities he's laid before us. And that's literally what verse 16 says. So verse 16 sounds like this. So this is Paul. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God huh. and man. I didn't even notice that. And so, <laughs> and so that um, we can rest in that at night. We don't mm-hmm. need to be up and our brains need to keep going because yeah. we strive for and that. And then the passage continues and enters this guy named Felix. Again, mm-hmm. the next political leader in Caesarea. And verse 24 and 25, it talks about what, what Paul is speaking. And it says, He's speaking about Jesus Christ, his faith in him. He talked to him about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. And what's interesting is Felix's response. Mm-hmm. says he's afraid. He says, that's enough for now. And uh, I wonder what about that made him afraid. But Right. And then if you keep going a little bit too, it says Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. You actually, ex- exclamation point. So that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. That stuck out too. And so that was just another phrase that, um, yeah, I think that's going on a lot in this passage is Felix is kind of this lukewarm guy that, you know, okay, let's listen to the Jewish leaders and appease them. You don't want to ruffle any feathers there. Oh, my goodness. And then I'm intrigued by what this man Paul's saying. So I'm going to bring my wife and... Um, we're going to privately discuss what's going on, but I don't want to, I don't want to let him go, even though that that's really interesting. And there could be something there, you know, it's a little scary. So when it's convenient for me, I'm going to listen to, um, this guy, Paul. And when it's convenient for me, well, then I'll give my ears to the Jewish leaders. And so, um, there's this kind of wishy-washiness about this guy, Felix, that, um, that you see how he wants to, you know, keep Paul around. He doesn't really know what to think of it. He's afraid, but he doesn't really want to let him go either. And so I think that too, just translating that into my own life a little bit of if I'm putting myself in Felix's shoes is, man, it's really comfy, cushy when I, um, when I get to read the Bible and it's talking about how, you know, the grace of God is so good. And, um, it's really comfy, squishy, you know, and everything's going well and, um, everything's really clear and I'm understanding things and there's not persecutions or trials or big questions. Um, but when those do come up, then, okay, it's not convenient. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. afraid I'm going to step back. Yeah. And I think about the word convenience just in our relationship with God, period, you know, Mm -hmm. like when, when is it convenient for me to read my Bible? When is it convenient for me to sure, reach point. out and care for somebody? When is it convenient mm-hmm. for me to attend church? And convenience is, you know, something that all of us, especially as Americans, really mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll pay extra money for convenience. And yeah, when it comes sure. to our relationship with God, uh, that's, not, that's not how it's supposed to, to be. Right. And I'm praying that God, I wouldn't ever just act out of convenience, but you'd help me build these... Uh, healthy habits, these godly habits in my life that I, I need and I'm able to lean upon that ultimately usher me into your presence with the Spirit, whether that's prayer and silence and solitude, Sabbath keeping, uh, memorizing the Bible, whatever it is, you name it, that it's just part of my daily rhythm, it's part of my weekly rhythm, part of our monthly rhythm as a family and an individual. And I'm never tempted just to give in to convenience, but mm-hmm. there'll be days where, yeah, it's not convenient, but it's worth it. 
and I mm-hmm. love you, Jesus, and I want to to grow my relationship with you. Right, and the Bible speaks to that multiple times. When when we read verses, I'm trying to look right now. I don't think I wrote them down, but verses that sound like you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like, mm-hmm. um, or literally, there's verses that speak about you're going to be spit out if you're lukewarm. Yeah. And so anyway, that was that word convenience. I think convicted both Clark and I as we read about Felix. Yeah. So as we part ways today, we encourage you jump into Acts 24. Check it out. Um, there'll be times where God's using your current situation, your circumstances to prepare you for what's to come. And uh, we can't ever do wrong by telling the truth. Um, when it comes to our relationship with God, let's not be like Felix and just right. turn our ear and heart to him when it's convenient, but mm-hmm. do it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so thanks for listening to this, even when it's not convenient or it is convenient. Wah, wah. All right. God bless you. Have a great week. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.